Tim, call the preacher. We're ready for round five. Is it a John Cougar Mellencamp song? I think it was. Uh, <laughs> you, you could be correct. I'm not uh, too well versed on John Cougar Mellencamp songs, but I'll take your word for it. Well, actually, on the uh, way back from Alabama, we drove through quite a bit of Indiana. So um, that's by Seymour, and Seymour, that's where Indiana. he's from. So I, I played the whole playlist of John Cougar Mellencamp until I got my fill. So <laughs> I have driven through uh, Seymour quite a few times myself. Yeah. So welcome back to the Appetite for Construction podcast. I'm John Mason Brink. I'm here with Tim Ward. There goes my eardrums. What's going on, man? Um, Prepping, uh, busy week so far. You and I have had several of these podcasts that we've recorded. So um, we've had a pretty busy summer, and it's only like week one into summer. Well, anyway, let's. Uh, we got a good co- podcast today. Um, great guest. Uh, let's uh, let's get after it, Tim. Let's bring him on. Come on, Tim. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Uh, Today we're excited to bring on John Mullen with the IATMO. John, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going, Tim? How's it going, John? Morning. Good, man. Good. It's a... it's been a long time coming. I know we we uh, discussed having you on the podcast back at like PHCC last year in Charlotte. That's right. We met at a Connect last year. That was a, a lot of fun meeting you guys out in the, out in real life. I know I've seen you guys on, on on the radio for quite some time. Been listening to your show for a long time. This is uh, well, this awesome. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I'd love to come on. And then you know, what is it? Eight months later, we finally hey, have you on. So it's been hey. a busy year for me too. So it's uh, I'm excited to be on. Excited to talk with you all today about what I've been up to and uh, what are you guys yeah. been up to too. So, so yeah. tell us, you know, you work with IAPMO. Tell us like your official title, what you do with IAPMO. All right, so I'm the director of technical services for IAPMO for the IAPMO group. So I work under the uh, the corporate umbrella. So I, I kind of I'm lucky. I get I got kind of a lucky role here at IAPMO. I get to kind of touch a little bit of everything. So I'm the utilitarian guy. <laughs> I'm a plumber by trade. So I've kind of touched a lot of different things throughout my career. Um, so I, I get to be utilized in, in a whole bunch of different ways, which is really cool. Okay. Yeah, it's been fun. You know, I, I got this whole other creative side that IAPMO has been kind of letting me letting me bring out to the table, and you know, the things I do on social media that creative work I like to play with. So it's kind of, it's all forming into my, my day-to-day job. And it's, uh, it's been a real fun, a real, a real good time. That's awesome. And, uh, we saw you what last week in, uh, was it Atlanta doing the skills USA, uh, judging for the, for the skills USA competition. How did, oh, how yeah. did that go? That was a wild show. I got to tell you, there was like 20,000 kids in this room and all these kids were so talented. I mean, not just kids. I mean, there was people out there, uh, secondary school, post-secondary school, people retooling, people coming into the trades, you know, learning new things. It was, it was really awesome. And for me to be out there this first year as a technical judge was really cool. We got to meet some, uh, some really interesting people. There's a big draw. A ton of people came out to see us, a bunch of influencers on the floor trying to, trying to bring it to social media and bring some attention to this. I mean, uh, we had uh, the news. The news was out there. I think we were on uh, Fox News and a couple of local news channels. Oh, awesome! Really, really awesome to kind of bring the attention to these kids doing these, uh, you know, making these big decisions early in their life to try to learn a trade, learn something that can bring them down a path that uh, they don't even know what, what what's ahead of them yet. So, really cool to see. No one tried to slap you some money like on the you know 
behind the no, scenes. No, it's, it's it's not that kind. Of, it's not kind of, it's not competitive like that. These kids were really cool. They were just really excited to be out there working together. And uh, yeah, it was really awesome. It was really good to see. It was nice to see all their brains working differently. You know, I I was watching all of them work, and they all had these different functions and uh, you know different approaches at things. And you know, being from the trades, I've seen it done a million different ways. So it was kind of cool to watch all their brains function. All sorts yeah. of different different directions. It was fun. Right, right on. Well, from yeah. the sounds of it, then there's hope for the future in our industry. Oh, I think there's plenty of hope for the future. Yeah, I, I think so. I think this uh, this trade off offers a lot of opportunities to a lot of people. So uh, there was there was a bunch of young women. Um, there was a bunch of uh, re, like I said, uh, people retooling, uh, coming back into their second you know their second career, which was really awesome to see as well. So yeah, I mean, this competition really highlights the the. The skills. I mean, there was over 120 skills. I think they said that were being uh, portrayed here at this expo this year, and it was it was everything, and from cooking to drone operating to gaming to writing, it was it was really awesome to see that many creative kids all in one place. And uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very inspiring for me to be out there. I'm curious, how does a fourth generation plumber from New York City find his way to being the director of technical services of Atmo? Uh, it's, it's been a long haul. So I've been, I've been doing this now. Um, this is my 19th year in the industry. So I'm going on 20 years. Um, came right out of high school. Uh, went right into my union apprenticeship. I did a five-year apprenticeship. By third, fourth year, I was, um, I was ASSE certified. I was uh, doing medical gas work and um, started running projects. And I, and I found my niche with what I, what I really like to do. It was working in healthcare. I really enjoyed working in healthcare. I, work, I like the safety aspect of it. I like the technical aspect of it. And I kept doing that for quite a few years, and uh, I found myself in a position where uh, there wasn't a lot of work going on around 2008, and I went into the other side of the business. I became uh, more on the operations side. I learned how to estimate and learned how to do project management and um, organizing. So organizing is really kind of my strongest suit, um, I think. I, I, you know, It's one of those things that you have in the background. You don't really know how to utilize it until you actually become the boss. So once you become the boss, you start realizing you can put in all these logistics into place and start really maximizing efficiency and things like that. So once I once that part of my brain clicked on, and you know, I realized math was money, and money was measurements, and all the all these different things came came into my head all at once. It was like a it was like a light bulb, you know, set off in my head. And it was a I was still a young man at the time, so it that was about eight ten years ago. So I was my twenty six, twenty seven years old, just getting married and having my first kid, and that's when I uh, decided to do something different. And now look at me, I'm doing something different all over again. <laughs> oh, you're like a testament to yeah, you're like a testament to like you know people look at entering the trades and you think a plumber and it's so singular, like, Oh, I'm going to be holding a, a plunger and, you know, cleaning out toilets, but there's so many different aspects to the trade. And you just mentioned, you know, the different uh, parts of it that you went into and moved over to the, you know, the, you know, the estimating project side. And, and then there's life after the trade, right? I, I don't know. I just feel like this industry is just so, amazing and there's so many opportunities for for people to get into oh 100 <clears throat> yeah i mean that that's that's the purpose for the book that i'm working on uh throw a wrench in your plans it's an atlas to the industry it's 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 a but oh. it's going to be a manual a manual for the organization you know they, you know all the inventors all my favorite people they always say invent the thing that you wish you had when you were when you were a kid or which when you were coming up and you know when i was an apprentice i almost went a couple different directions a few different times like i said i i, I went to healthcare. i went into the project management side but there's other parts of my story. You know, I was a tattoo artist for a year. Um, I played, I played uh, professional music for a little bit. You know, I, I did a lot of different things. I took the NYPD test. I, I almost went into the academy. You know, I, I went a bunch of different paths. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that age. I was so young. So yeah. the, the point of my book is that I'm going to try to tell these stories. I'm, I'm collecting stories right now from 40 to 50 professionals in the plumbing and mechanical industry right now. 
And I'm going to try to organize it and reference it in such a way that you can kind of go through this thing like an index. And you're going to be able to see healthcare, um, data centers, and you're going to be able to go into the index and you're going to find those things and read those stories about how people started from one thing, you know, turning a wrench, maybe with their dad when they were a kid, all the way up to the point where they're, uh, you know, running a big organization. So the, the idea of coveralls to CEO is kind of like what I'm shooting for here with this book. And I want to tell, I want to share these stories because like you said, John, there's so many places you can go in this industry and the opportunities are endless. So I want to share it all. So what is this book? Uh, what's the... When do you plan to launch this? Well, this book actually came out of my head. Um, so I, I got, I had a bit of a health uh, issue a few years ago. I got sick, um, but it, it was a cancer scare. Um, I'll talk about it in the book a little bit, but it really, it really changed my trajectory in life a little bit. And uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to change what I was doing and, and do things more like giving back and you know, not chasing the dollar and you know, mm. working for a contractor. You, you spend a lot of time fighting, you know, you're, you're fighting, you're, you're chasing money, you're trying to get new jobs. It's very, it's very, um, it's very difficult. It's all encompassing. And I have two young kids at home. So I wanted to work towards building a better future for them in this industry. And that's what I was trying to do by writing this book. So this book came out out of my head <laughs> to tell my story initially. And then I was like, you know what, there's so many great stories out there that this book should be everybody's story. And with everybody's stories involved, then I get to highlight, you know, all the, all the interesting stuff that, that has been, untold all the untold stories failures successes you know all the things that everybody really wants to hear so mm-hmm. um the timeline was <laughs> i wanted to have this book done before i was 40 years old that was my goal that was my personal goal but i pushed it forward a little bit and i'm shooting for 2025 now um okay. i want to have 40 entries so i want to have 40 unique stories uh including mine and right now we're at about 12 so <laughs> um so some of these legends that i want to get in this book i know i'm going to have to reach out to them directly and just grab their yeah. ear and stuff like that i mean i, I put yeah. a form out there online with a couple of preliminary questions just to just to gauge it but you know i'm going to i'm excited to actually talk to these guys and hear their stories and and help them express it too cuz not everybody's a storyteller not everybody's a writer and um again i'd like to just use my talents and my 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 creative side to Share. And you have in the 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 title you mentioned is that the what is going to be what say, yes what is it again so throw a wrench in your plans and Atlas yeah. to the industry is the name of the book so yep that will be the title of the book so I'm hoping it can go in in a bunch of different directions you know this one's going to be plumbing and mechanical and you know potentially it could be other trades as well I know if, the, if these uh if people like to share their stories and if it's in a good readable format um, I hope it'll be something that we can share with apprentices and pre apprentices you know give them a give them a manual give them some sort of manual. Well, as a budding author and a content creator, certainly there are people in our industry that are creative and have lots of energy. What advice would you give those for getting involved in doing something similar to what you're doing? Well, they should definitely find a local organization or a national organization. There's so many of them out there that, you know, from the plumbing side, I didn't, I didn't know that this world existed. You know, I talk about this a lot. You know, I was in the contractor world, you're busy, you're going all day long, you're building things. This organization side of, of the business is, is a whole other part of this that's really, really important. There's, there's relationship building, um, you know, there's things like codes and standard development, um, you know, come out for publications and stuff like that, too. I mean, we're, we're working on a bunch of different things with our task groups right now with IATMO, and we're pr- coming out with these manuals of recommended practices. And these books are, are written by industry professionals. So we bring all these folks to the table. We do it like this. We're on Zoom. We get, we get together once a month, and we, we talk it out. We work through these processes, and we're trying to put out the best information for for plumbers and and inspectors and the people who are actually out there on the job sites you know trying to make sure that we provide a safe environment for all of us so hey john uh can i ask you who hired you at iatmo (laughs) 
who hired me? It was Christoph. Christoph Lore, actually. Okay. Yeah, we met online. We met on LinkedIn, believe it or not. Okay. Well, yeah. it's one of the smartest things that I have most done. I mean, I'm just talking to you for 10 minutes and the ideas and the enthusiasm you have. Um, it, it's, appreciate that. it's refreshing to see I at most such a, a venerable group, you know, over the years and done great things in the industry, but they need the influx of energy and youth and, and you bring it, baby, you bring it. <laughs> yeah. I was super excited to get involved. I has so many resources. They've been doing so many things now for almost a hundred years. I mean, yeah, you know, I think we're 96 years this year. It's, it's pretty incredible. So yeah, there's a lot of different things going on. I mean, they, they just, uh, we're just kind of getting involved with some of the, the other projects that we're trying to revamp, like the Radiant Professionals Alliance. So this year, the IATMO and ASSC is going to be meeting together um, in San Antonio in September for our annual conference. The Radiant Professional Alliance is also going to be meeting with that with that group, and we're going to have our first like in-person meeting. And if you follow me online, you'll see some of the, uh, the, the meetings that we've been having. We've been having some virtual meetings. We've been sending out some newsletters. Trying to bring, um, bring new life into the hydronics world, to, the, um, to, that, to that side of the industry with Radiant. Um, yeah. You know, with everything going on in the world with sustainability and decarbonization, I think it's a ripe time for people to realize that water is energy, and we can yep. utilize this in a, in a really in a really particular fashion and give ourselves, um, you know, an opportunity here to to have a seat at the table here when it comes to sustainability and decarbonization as plumbers. Let's get to the scary talk, Tim. <laughs> I was just going to say we've talked about IATMO and how they're embracing new technology and the forefront of what's coming around the corner. This is the perfect time to talk about it. Well, uh, if you ever go on uh, John's LinkedIn page, one of the top things it says, ask me about AI or artificial intelligence. So we're going to ask you about AI. Um, you're pretty active in this aspect of, uh, you know, this kind of this nebulous area of the future. Um, can you talk about some of that? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm just digging into it just like you guys, but, um, you yeah. know, I have been lucky enough to have a couple uh, trial runs at some different things. I mentioned earlier that I was a, one of the trial runners for um, Google Bard, which mm -hmm. isn't as good as ChatGPT. I'm not going to lie. I, I like OpenAI right now. They're, they're kind of killing it in that game, but it's an interesting process right now. This whole thing is going to change the landscape of what we do, the world in general. You're starting to see it happening. So I'm just trying to talk about it and try to um, teach plumbers different ways that they can utilize it to help run their business a little more um, efficiently. So um, I am going to be speaking out on this topic throughout the year at a couple of different places. So PHCC Connect this year, I'll be speaking in Cleveland on data-driven business operations uh, utilizing AI. So the idea is just to reduce the stigma around AI, right? I mean, it, it could be used yeah. for so many different things. It's a matter of prompting. It's a matter of asking the right questions. And yeah. we just got to remember that this is a large language model. This large language model is just, a, it's, it's, a, it's an accumulation of all of us. Um, it's an accumulation of all of our talents, all of our, all of our stories, all of our things. So it's not always going to be right, <laughs> and it, but you got to prompt it. You got you to ask it to do the right thing. So um, data-driven business operations is kind of the idea that I'm, I'm going for right now and trying to express to plumbers that everything that they do, there's data in it, right? Everything can be captured. Um, everything can be measured. And yeah. the way to turn one into two is to measure one, right? You got you to actually know what you're measuring before you can scale it. So, you know, organize, optimize, and scale is kind of what I'm pushing here with this AI program. You know, there's a lot of ways you can use it. You know, there's so many different things you can utilize with, whether it's, uh, you know, being an assistant or organizing your uh, finances or even just, you know, organizing an event when you want to have some people together and just getting an email out there properly in a, in a clean way. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many ways to just speed up time or um, template things now that, can really help a business grow and uh, standardize their processes, look more professional, and and make more money in the in the in the long run. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you just did a good job describing, um, you know, when it comes to contractors and the benefits of it. Because when he, when you talk about AI, you know, the the initial reaction is fear and oh my god, are they going to you know, computers and robots are going to take over? But um, there are yeah, certain benefits. Like yeah. yeah, I think it's I think there's huge benefits to measuring things. Like I said, you know, if you can measure how long it takes a, a particular employee to do something, you know what? Then the estimator has better data to to create a better estimate, to create a better price to get the next job, and then it puts more people to work, and it's just a it's a better process. It it actually works out better for everybody, I think, it, and if, even for the client. You know, it's just a little tighter margins. Um, you know, thing like I said, if you can measure things, uh, then you can scale things. So yeah. this is just, we're in the measuring phase right now. We're trying to organize. So if we organize well and we, we get our, our data driven into these large language model, model, models in the correct way, then, uh, you know, the future could be really bright. You know, I always joke that I'm going to build one, a large language model of, uh, of myself. <laughs> I'm, and, uh, you know, my, my grandkids are going to put uh, Grandpa John out to work, you know, the robotic John, Mr. Plumber out to work. <laughs> and uh, generational wealth will pursue. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we will see. We will yeah. see. Listen, the, the future, we don't know what the future is going to unfold, but uh, all I know is we, we are in control of it right now, and we're going to use it for good. And this industry yeah. has got a lot of places we can use it for good, and uh, it's exciting. So I love it. I love, I love to see the innovation circling around this whole, this whole industry. It's really, really cool, really inspiring. Yeah, I, th- I, I think of all the advantages that things like supply channel and transportation needs, how AI can really um, strengthen those channels. Sure. Logistics. I mean, logistics are, you know, everything's computer driven nowadays. So yeah, with, with, with modeling, with sensors, with, with measuring and knowing where things are at all times and optimizing it, it's, it's, it seems scary. It can seem scary to some, to some people, but you know what, that data being fed back into some sort of module that can help drive efficiency. will will create some, some less stress for all of us. I think uh, eventually, I, th- I think, I think they'll eventually do that. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hopeful. Let's say that. Well, you mentioned a couple talks that you'll be giving upcoming. One um, we know is uh, at the PHCC Connect in Cleveland. I was going to say Charlotte, but that was last year. So Cleveland, um, what what aspect of uh, AI or what data-driven? It's going to be data-driven business operations. So I'm going to begin talking about the the business side of the operations, but when it comes to measuring those those components – feeding back that information back to the office so that somebody, whether you know it's one person or 10 people, are, are going to end up capturing that information and storing it somewhere that's going to benefit your business for the mm-hmm. long run. Because the, you know, this information will compound, right? I mean, eventually, the, the more we get, the, we'll start to run simulations on things even. We'll be able to kind of um, you know, predict failures before they happen, perhaps. So there's a, there's a lot of interesting aspects to all of this by collecting that data up front, knowing how to read it, knowing how to aggregate it, and... Um, you know, holding on to it and really using it for yourself and, and figuring out what you need it for. It's, it's cool, man. It's, it's to think about the future and how we can use it to all of our benefits. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you gotta be a bit of an early adopter to jump in head first, but you know, it's here, you know, we're in this tech revolution and, uh, you know, you gotta jump in. Yeah. I think about how the industry's changed over the last 50 years with the innovation of technology, especially when it comes to power tools and stuff like that and battery and, computers but i think wow what's the next 50 years going to be like you know how much of an increase will will it just blow our minds i don't know probably be here in 50 years but still i next 50 years is going to be mind-blowing i'm waiting for that wireless water (laughs) 
Wow. I tell you what, the, tr- the, the tools have changed tremendously. You know, I, I used to thread pipe by hand when I was with my dad in the driveway when I was a kid before the 300 machines were out and stuff. So, you know, I, I definitely have seen the evolution occurring for sure. I mean, I remember getting pencil rod without the threads on it. You know, there's this, yeah, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, believe it or not. I poured a lead joint in my fifth year. It, we've seen a lot happen in the last 20 years. I mean, 15 has been like exponential. So it's really, really cool. Really awesome to see. And I'm just happy to be a part of it, being able to kind of watch those trends, share those trends and keep on influencing the rest of the organization to kind of keep pushing innovation. Innovation is so important. Well, the next generation, those that those kids and people you saw at the Skills USA competition, that's all they know. They only know technology. That's right. So many of the kids, the kids that I talked to, I mean, they, they started learning plumbing during the, during the pandemic and most of them learned online. Mm-hmm. And that's mind blowing that some of these kids have learned on 3D modules, um, you know, whether it's a VR headsets or just by books. I mean, there's, there's plenty that you can do outside the field too to, to learn the, you know, the technical side of the business, you know, the practical side is a whole nother aspect. You actually have to get out there and turn the wrench. You know, that, that's something you actually have to go out there and do, but you know, there might be a, there might be a, a position in the future where a lot of this stuff is built online with these digital twins and things like that up front, where some of these kids might advance as plumbers just on the computer realm. You know, maybe they won't be the ones out in the field. Maybe they'll be the ones building the digital twins and making sure that they're working properly prior to you know, the installer being out there and, and, and putting it in the field. So listen, there's, uh, there's uh, so many options. There's so many, there's so many positives that can come out of this and hopefully uh, we get to watch it grow. You know, we'll, we'll see it happen. It's happened in front of our eyes. Yeah. I just hope they don't take down my MySpace page. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> be crushing to me. Um, you mentioned wireless water. I, I'm waiting for wireless charging. That's got to be wireless. coming soon. huh? Wireless you charging. Know? Yeah. You mean like wireless, like fully wireless? Like, uh, yeah. like, uh, like you have a Wi Fi signal, it should be charging your phone instead of, you know, corded to a wall, which okay. I, I know they're working on stuff like that, but I was talking to someone about that. And just think of how many like signals are floating through the air and floating through your body. I don't know if this is. I was just going to say, my brain will be microwaved by the time my phone gets charged. <laughs> That's what, I, what I'm saying. Like, you don't think about that part, but it's true, man. How many just, I don't know. Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm for, I'm for the tech world too, but I'm, I'm also, a, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a minimalist too. I like to get out there in nature. I hike every morning. I, I do yoga. I'm, 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 a, I'm big into nature as well. So I, I think there's got to be a symbiosis, a symbiosis that has to occur between yeah. tech and the natural world. You know, I, I think that's really important. We'll find it. Us humans are creative. Speaking of that, I did see a post. I'm not sure where it was when you and your kids were hiking in a park recently or what? Was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll see a lot of that stuff on TikTok. You'll see me and my kids about hiking. We're doing things. That's we're what doing it was. Nas- NASCAR. I took the kids to a, a WWE. Uh, oh. oh, my God. That was something. I got to tell you that. <laughs> I wrote a little about it in my newsletter, and that was such a trip. We had such a blast out there. We met so many people that had such energy. I, mm-hmm. Me and my kids, we got to hold the title belts. We were... <laughs> We had a blast. I mean, the, the, nice. moving down to the south here, the culture down here has been such a breath of fresh air. The people down here are super friendly. I'm learning all new things. I mean, listen, New, new Yorkers don't normally, you don't normally find New Yorkers at a NASCAR, but we had ourselves a time. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had ourselves a time. Well, we talked about this a little bit before we jumped on the podcast. Life is short. Enjoy it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know what? And sometimes you need a little uh, a little kick in the ass to kind of get that um, reminder, Absolutely. you know, and, and I had mine a few years ago. And so the, I'm very thankful for that. You know, sometimes those things happen for a reason and they give you a whole new, a whole new reason to live, you know? 
So is there a fifth generation in the industry? Oh, I've been asked this question a couple of times. You know what? My kids are, they're independent thinkers. I got an eight and a 10 year old. My daughter likes to play electric guitar. She's, she's real. She, she's me. I mean, for sure. She's definitely got my hard headedness. My son, he's in, he's got that engineer brain. He could sit there and play Legos all day long, build things on the computer. So I can see, I can see both of them getting involved in, in the industry somehow. I mean, that's, that's the idea is build, build these avenues for them, right? I mean, this industry has so many avenues. So I think there'll be some sort of fifth generation, uh, you know, trades person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some way they'll, they'll be builders. Let's put it that way. They'll be builders. That's awesome. So we're we're looking at you. Um, we're fortunate enough to see each other on this podcast. I know when we um, launch it, it's just audio only. But um, we see in the back, you know, it's a very <laughs> it looks like you're in a recording recording studio with guitars and stuff. And you mentioned that you you know you like to play play guitar. You've been playing since what seven? You said. Yeah, I've been playing since I was seven years old. So uh, yeah, I've been doing it f- my whole life. I started playing in bars when I was like 14, 15 years old, playing kind of professionally out there in the scene, um, playing shows, doing different types of things. Uh, played folk music, played hardcore music for a little while, uh, played heavy rock. I played a bunch of different types of things throughout the years and then had kids and kind of those guitars sat on the wall for a little while. So, but now my daughter, she's nine and we're playing and uh, you know she's got me playing again. I tell you, I was playing a little Paul Simon before I got on the call with you. Can you like take the guitar? Take the guitar off the wall. Can you do that? And let's play like a Norwegian wood or something. Can you do that? <laughs> I'm not that good. I can't do a Norwegian wood, but you can't catch me on the spot. But I will if you when we post this. I'll post. <laughs> I'll post something when you post when you post this online. I'll put something in the comments. I'll record something for you guys. I'm a little. I'm a little nervous to get back out there. It's, a, it's you know. It's a whole thing. Even coming out here and doing public speaking is a little new for me. So I'm putting myself back out there into the public again, trying to sh- yeah just have fun again. I'm just playing, you know, and I want to show my kids that they can create in this world and. Uh, Good things will happen from it, you know. There's there's a lot of interplay that happens between your your passions and your uh, and your strengths. So, yeah, I'm that's finding it. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. John's a big uh, music buff himself. I I I love music. I can't sing. I can't play. So I just listen. But uh, I wish I had that genetic makeup. Uh, I've always wanted to learn to play an instrument. You know, I just found out that Milwaukee has a band, and I heard they're really really good. Oh yeah. Seen them in concert several times. Yeah, so you know, I I'm, I know I want to start a plumbing band. Maybe maybe I'll start something. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll start playing some shows. Maybe you start seeing me on the on the stage. I'll be speaking, and then I'll go right to my uh, <laughs> right to the sure gig. There. I'm sure there are guys so much fun. That, yeah, that. Uh... Oh, I know a couple at IATMO that might want to play too. So we got a, we got a lot of talent talent on our staff as well. But I'm I'm trying to get anybody to play right now. I'm just trying to get back into it myself. So I'm building this little studio here in Charlotte. Dave Iola would play the drums or <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to ask. You'd have to ask. But uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, bu- I'm building this little studio here in Charlotte. What you see behind me is my office. This is where I work uh, most of the time. But right now I'm putting some some equipment on the walls and uh, some different things that I can sit here and, you know, come in the room, hit record and uh, see what happens. But I am building a proper studio in the basement and that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm putting a five piece drum set down there, keyboards, everything. So Literally, you can go down there, press record, video, audio, lights, the whole thing. I want it to be like you know, a playground for the kids and for me. So, the kids, uh, Tim, I, I think you and I should visit and go down there and jam down. There. Welcome anytime, guys. I would love to have you down <laughs> yeah. here. That'd be fun. Like I said, I'm big big fan of music. Can't play it, can't sing it, but I'll, I'll listen to it all day long. I think Mr. Mason Brink picks a little guitar too, don't you? No, I tried. Um, I had a phase where I, you know, I bought the 
acoustic guitar. And then I realized that I got fat sausage fingers and they just can't reach the chords as easily as like my son is, he's got long, like he'd be perfect for playing. And I put that acoustical guitar, that acoustic guitar in his room, like in the corner. I said, anytime you want to pick it up. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I bought, I bought a new guitar uh, a couple years ago. I'm figuring I would try to learn how to play jazz. I'm yeah. not a jazz musician under, I'm not a trained musician. I should say, I'm going to pre- preface with that. I play by ear. So if you start playing, I'll, I'll jump in, you know, I'm kind of like one of those guys, but I, I picked up this jazz guitar figuring I would learn how to play jazz. And that is a whole other language. I got to tell you, yeah. I ended up going right back to blues. So I'm singing the blues. So <laughs> that's what I do. I like to ah. sing. I'm, I'm more of a singer. So I, I, I do, I do play, but I like to play, but uh, singing is my passion. I really like to sing. So blues, huh? Okay. Oh yeah. I like the blues. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's fun. It's all fun. I'm actually going to see Willie Nelson this year in September. Well, Tim, we were just talking about, talking about that last night. I had a good buddy from high school that uh, was actually spent a week roadieing for um, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss, and on their current tour with Willie and the it's the Outlaw Tour, I believe, is what it's called. Yeah, so, that's, you know. that's the that's the one I'm going to go check out the Outlaw Tour. Tour. I'm excited okay. to see him. That's going to be fun. Yeah, he's coming to Charlotte, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to high school with Allison Krause, so her and her brother Victor, I know them. I don't know them real well, but yeah, that's supposed to be a great show. Yeah, I'm excited. So I just like, I like entertainers. So if anything, get me out there and, uh, you know, out into that kind of world. We were supposed to go see the Doobie Brothers last month. I was supposed to take my kids to my to their first concert at the NASCAR race, and we got rained out. That was, um, what was that, Labor Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, I'm sorry. And that was that was a bit of a shame, but we were excited to go see the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> well, you know who asked me to go to that Doobie Brothers, Tim? I got an invitation, but I'd have Uh-oh. to fly to Salt Lake City to go see him. Oh, I know, I know who I know who asked you. Hot Rod Roar calls me like so. The, the concert's on like a Sunday night. He calls me on Friday, and he's like, "Can you like fly down? I got extra tickets to go." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you got to give me some notice." But uh, he he went, and he said it was a, it was a good show. Yeah, I, I love getting into a concert, getting into a music festival, things like that. You know, it brings me back to my days playing playing out there and uh, just fun, freedom. You know, just free out there, having fun, and enjoying enjoying yourself. To put the work down a little bit, you know, just have fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, Tim was talking about his friend who was you know a roadie on this tour with Robert Plant and yeah. Willie Nelson, Allison Krauss, and he had some good stories. And I'm like, can you imagine like being a roadie for? Like, Led Zeppelin back in the late sixties, early seventies. You know what I mean? Like the stories you could tell then, man. Yeah, the stories you'd forget. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too. That's true Sounds too. like a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, definitely that was a whole different time for sure. It sounds yeah. like a blast. Yep. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun playing the music. Got a lot of stories. So, well, John, thanks so much for uh, jumping on. I mean, you're such an interesting guy. I feel like we could talk. Uh, <laughs> A lot more. We'll have you back on again for sure. But um, keep up the great work with IATMO and and the ideas and pushing you know pushing the industry forward. So we really appreciate uh, you jumping on and taking the time, man. Sure, I appreciate the encouragement and uh, thank you, thank you for having me. This is awesome. It's- I was going to say, John, uh, you've got a website. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach you on your website? Sure. You can check out pretty much everything I do at johnamullen.com. Um, that'll bring you to throw a wrench in your plans and all the other projects that I'm working on. But it brings you to some articles, some different things that I'm working on. But johnamullen.com, you can kind of find your way around everything I'm doing on social media. 